This Week in HPC. HP continues HPC momentum despite layoffs. And SGI and Cray install new systems. It's This Week in HPC. Hi, everybody, and thanks for listening in to another episode of This Week in HPC with Intersect 360 Research. I'm Addison Snell. That's Michael Feldman. And This Week in HPC is distributed in partnership with our friends at top500.org. Michael, This Week in HPC, there was seemingly big news concerning a market leader for us with HP announcing layoffs heading into their restructuring. But as far as our market goes, it might be not that big a deal. Yeah, it was certainly a big deal for the uh, the IT news cycle in general. It's a big layoff. It's about 10% of their workforce they're looking at laying off, so about 30,000 people out of the uh, 300,000 working there. Um, but yeah, like you said, uh, it doesn't look like it's going to impact our little neck of the woods very much. Yeah, this has been a, a regular thing. HP's gone through a pretty regular layoffs uh, uh, for several years, really. Uh, you know, most of the last decade, there, there have been uh, layoffs in one year or another for HP, and this, uh, you know, the most recent of them, and there's a lot of speculation about who would get hit and what does it mean. Uh, this is coming right before HP is splitting into uh, HP Enterprise and uh, and then the uh, the printer and uh, and PC division. And of course, we're going to be right. tracking the enterprise uh, group for the most part. And there was even um, some speculation in the New York Times that the the enterprise group is going to be particularly hard hit. So that was uh, causing some some concerns. Uh, you, you like to keep costs low, and I had speculated that maybe if a lot of the, the layoffs are on the PC and printer side, you could see that was just to be cost competitive, but, uh, right. but you want to be concerned about the cuts on the enterprise side. Right. I mean, I, I would have actually without sort of reading about it, I would have thought most of them would have been on the, on the PC side of the business since that's sort of declining business overall in the industry, whereas the, uh, the enterprise business, if not flat, in, in, in certain areas uh, of the data center business is actually growing at, at a pretty good clip. But uh, yeah, it looks like they're, they're going to cut back in both areas, but maybe a little more on the enterprise side, but just in certain, certain areas where they've, they've lost some contracts and some momentum. Yeah, it looks like the layoffs in the, are, are going to primarily hit some part of the services organization. I've been trying to check in on what's going on on the HPC side, and, and it seems to me that where they've been hiring a lot and, and are continuing to hire in HPC, they've got a lot of new product initiatives that they've got to continue to, to get out the door. It seems to be all full steam ahead on the, on the HPC side, which is good news because, uh, as I was just alluding to, this is one of the market leaders. I, I had speculated as to whether it would have made more sense to uh, to wait on the layoffs until after the splits, give, give each part of the organization a chance for a clean slate. Those comments were in, a, in an article in HPC Wire on the on the layoffs. But, uh, but at any rate, they're getting it done, and hopefully these will be the last ones that we'll see for a while. Yeah, hopefully so, although you'll note, I mean, HP is not the only one doing this. We've seen you know, yearly or, or at least uh, every other year layoffs that, that a lot of the large server companies and, and even some of the larger storage companies, it's sort of a, uh, a way of doing business today as they squeeze more and more efficiency out of, out of some of the workflows and uh, uh, ways they, they build these systems now. 
Well, and it's part of organizational change. Uh, we saw Lenovo do a big layoff after they acquired the x86 business from uh, IBM. That didn't surprise anybody, and it doesn't mean that Lenovo isn't in this space. Uh, so HP, I, I think, is going to continue. Uh, they're really vying with Dell as the to be the number one uh, vendor in this space. And in fact, we just released our newest site census survey on system suppliers, uh, basically looking asking the end users who their clusters come from on the HPC side. And HP had good news there. Um, the HP led in terms of systems in that survey that have been installed since the beginning of 2014, which is the first time we've ever seen HP lead for any given year. Right, and, and uh, it was it was pretty close, but yeah, it's, it's the first time in the basically the top five there. You know, right behind HP was Dell, and then uh, Lenovo, who, who inherited the IBM's x86 business, and then SGI and Supermicro sort of tied at the uh, at the fourth and fifth place. But yeah, it's, it's been reshuffled. Certainly, the IBM's not in there anymore because they sold that off. So it's a, it's sort of a new landscape in in a lot of ways. Right. And uh, no, this isn't identical to market share. It's one of the components we look at when we talk about revenue overall. We have to right. rebalance these things geographically, according to the industry sector. We looked at how many nodes are in the different systems. Uh, when when we added up by revenue for 2014, we had Dell and HP essentially together right at the top of the market. Dell was ahead of HP by, uh, by about $20 or something, some insignificant amount that's probably within the margin of error of the methodology. So HP, really one of the co-leaders by revenue and showing momentum in the in the site census on an ongoing basis. It's worth mentioning, by the way, that a high proportion of systems come in in the survey as being marked as either generic or in-house for, for components that are uh, bought unbranded and then as assembled or, or just uh, bought as white box without regard to brand. Uh, and uh, uh, and those uh, comprise a fair amount of the industry as well. Right, right. Well, I mean, I think the other thing we should mention about HP is they uh, not only they, they they're moving up in the in the general categories, but they had the highest share uh, at commercial sites, which is sort of important considering that that we see the commercial business in HPC as as a faster growing segment than than the public sector. So that's a, another thing in, in HP's favor as they as they move up and, and concentrate on HPC a bit more. Yeah, that was uh, definitely a trend worth noting. Uh, is HP's share among the commercial groups there? The, those when you verticalize. Them. There are a lot of pockets in and out that you get to look at there, but but this is definitely the strongest showing we've seen from HP in a in a site census survey, and, and we've also seen them gaining on the on the revenue side as well. Uh, now, two other companies that are in the site census survey that we also saw having a, a momentum coming into this year also put in new systems, and let's start with Cray, who we knew had been a big gainer uh, in the forecast this year. They've got a new system uh, doing weather. Right. They just announced that they installed a, a Cray CS Storm system. So this is a, a, a more traditional cluster system, not their XC line, into uh, the Swiss Federal Office of, of Meteorology and Climatology. This is going to be a weather 
uh, prediction system, and the uh, it's, a, it's a fairly large system. It's less than a, a petaflop, but the interesting thing here is it's basically a GPU supercomputer. It's got eight GPUs per node, and most of the code uh, that they're going to use is ported to the GPUs. There's not much CPU activity going on for the for the the basic number crunching in weather prediction. It's the first time anybody's claimed that for a production system like this, and it's it's basically an all-GPU system in that sense. Yeah, that's really a very big deal. I mean, we've been continuing to track accelerators, and at the start of this year, we predicted that half of all HPC systems would be sold with at least some accelerator component, but the big thing that we had to look at was what percent of the codes were moving over onto GPUs, how much of that workload did the GPUs actually take on. Here's a situation where there's a primary application with weather forecasting, and they've got it all successfully ported over to the GPUs. So these are the new uh, NVIDIA Tesla K80 GPUs, and uh, uh, it's up to 15 teraflops per node, and, and those, as you said, are, are really doing all of the application work. Right, and because of that, it's a fairly small system, just two cabinets, and yet you know, much more powerful than the system it replaces and, and more energy efficient to boot. So uh, it's a good uh, sort of leading edge uh, installation for the Swiss there, and it'll be uh, interesting to see what kind of uh, production they get out of it and how, how good the, uh, the forecasting is. Now, let's talk about SGI, which uh, is also a big portion of our, our site census. Uh, you know, they've been uh, showing pretty steady the last couple of years. They've got a new two-petaflop system uh, called Solomon. Right. They just installed that at the Czech Republic of all, all places. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's the first uh, petascale system for the Czech Republic. And uh, the, the other claim to fame is it's, it's actually the largest uh, system now. Uh, as far as Xeon Phi coprocessors go, they're saying it's the most powerful supercomputer in Europe running with Xeon Phi's. Now, are the Xeon Phi's being used as a coprocessor in this regard, or is that the native processor? Well, I think these must be the, the, the current version. So the Knights Landing are the ones that don't run, or that don't have to run as a coprocessor, and those aren't quite out yet. Um, so these are the, the, the current version, Knights, uh, Knights Corner. Right. And this is, again, following the same uh, accelerator trend, the coprocessor trend. And, and here you've got another uh, system that's doing a lot of heavy lifting with the accelerators. This is a, uh, an SGI ICE-X system, so it's their, their uh, clustered configurations and uh, a pretty big deployment, SGI, um, looking strong with these Intel-based systems. Yeah, I'm sure this will uh, show up in the next uh, Top 500 list if they decide to run a limit impact on this thing, they're looking at uh, you know, a, a pretty high ranking here with uh, two, two petaflops. So we kind of tripped quickly through some se several stories here, starting with the HP layoffs that I think that uh, had the most people talking about them, but actually had the least effect. But overall, the momentum in our part of the industry here is pretty good across the board. Yeah, it looks like things are picking up, and there's some interesting systems coming out. And you know, like you say, I mean, we basically talked through some of the top systems and, and some of the leaders that we've seen in our site census. We should mention that Cray actually, in particular, is, has been deploying a lot of the weather systems. I mean, since sort of the IBM Blue Gene. Uh, 
systems are sort of fading uh, as, as they don't have a follow-on to that. Uh, Cray has picked up a lot of these systems, and this is the CS Storm system is not their XC line, but it's one of the many systems they've been able to, to capture with uh, climatology and, and uh, meteorology. It's a good point. We also talked about two systems that are in Europe, and you're on your way to Europe. Next time we do this podcast, you're going to be over there. Yep, a couple different uh, conferences. We're going to go to the HPC Advisory Council event in Barcelona, Spain for a day, and then uh, a week later, I'm going to be at the ISC Cloud and Big Data Conference in Frankfurt, Germany. That's over a few days, and uh, both conferences I'm really looking forward to. There's a lot of interesting uh, sessions, and uh, I'll be involved in in a few of them. Terrific, Michael. We'll look forward to getting the debrief on the conferences. Safe travels. Thank you. Uh, Looking forward to talking to you next week. Thanks for uh, talking with me through some of these stories this week. Very interesting, as always. And thanks to our listeners for uh, dialing in. You've been listening to This Week in HPC. You've been listening to This Week in HPC. 